0: If you are grinding out here and making content so that people will like it and watch it, are we really focused on making money here?
1: Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Before we jump into the podcast, this episode is sponsored by my brand new $7 offer. It's a comprehensive list of digital marketing tools. Why? So you can look smart, so you can offer the best marketing services, so you can come to the table knowing what the latest and greatest tools are, and you can run your business efficiently. It's going to make you smart, it's going to make you feel confident, and it's all in one place and you can reference it anytime. We have the tools divided by my recommended tech stack for virtual assistants. We have business tools, AI tools, marketing tools, email, websites, SEO, social media, audio and video, and graphic design. If you've ever looked at how someone else is doing it and wondered how they did it, I have that tool. I have that tool. I've been collecting them for years. They're all in one spot. Go grab it now in the show notes. Back to the podcast. Hello, you are in for a special treat today. I cannot wait to introduce you to this guest. First, a little bit of warning. There is some cussing. You are not going to want to listen to this with small children around. She drops the F-bomb a lot. I'm okay. Like I love to do this in a cuss a little, and this is the time and place to do it. This guest today is going to get you so fired up about showing up for yourself in your own business. And I am so excited to also pick her brain about using short form video, specifically Instagram reels, within your content. But first, if you're just joining us, you're in the middle of a content marketing series on this podcast. I'm your host, Emily Reagan. I've been doing the inbound marketing behind the scenes for over a decade with my clients. I help them grow, nurture, and sell to their audience. It's creative work that's allowed me to work from home, be present with my kids, move a ton in the military, because my husband is always moving and getting orders every one, two, or three years, and bring my clients with me. It's been life-changing, life-giving work. I'm a mom, but I need my own thing, and I need to use my brain, and I love, love working with a team, working with clients, helping them make money, and as we talk about on today's show, I love being bossy pants and telling them what to do. This show is packed with so many good nuggets. Christina Knapp is my guest today. She is the owner of Elixir Media Co. It used to be a social media agency, and now it's a TikTok production agency along with Marketing Consulting. And she's going to explain how one led to another, some of these pivots, and why our clients need us in this role to be this, she calls it CEO boss bitch, to step up and help them make decisions for their business, all of these micro decisions. And it just ties in so nicely with what I teach my community, because I know we get in at that VA level or that marketing assistant level, but so quickly we go up that ladder and we become so much more. It's really hard for me to talk about it. So if VA has never been appealing to you, don't worry, you're not alone. You get your foot in the door and you move on up. Another thing I love about Christina, is she has a degree in economics and she's obsessed with tracking and measuring and that's same as me. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the KPIs that really matter and when these dangerous vanity metrics really bring us down we just cannot focus on the followers, and she's going to tell you what to do today. In the last episodes, we've talked about the types of content to be creating with Sydney O'Brien. We talked with Linda Vote about repurposing content, and now we start to step up into this role where we're kind of telling our clients more what to do. Christina had this unique filtering system for her content that actually has you create content with a purpose. And I just love how she explained it. No one else is talking about it like this. And I think it's gold. Another thing I want to take away from this episode is this community factor. All the Instagram gurus are talking about create a community, but what is that? And Christina, I think, explains it the best that I've ever heard. So you're going to love her. Again, put those earmuffs on your children. And if you have clients who need a TikTok reels help, Deeper, deeper marketing consultation. She's your gal. I've just absolutely loved working with her. She's only a couple hours away from me. I cannot wait to meet up with her again and do more reels. It is just so nice to have somebody else's brain on your business. This is ultimately what the clients want from you. Christina talks about being indispensable. I mentioned the same thing. Like You've got to step up your game and be more than the task rabbit, right? It's how you really stand up. And it's also this beautiful thing of allowing it to be messy and imperfect and just go for it. And I share my story too about this because I had to do it too. And number one, we need to be having fun. If you're not having fun, go back down, get that corporate job, clock in, clock out, do what you got to do. But if you're not having fun, like that life could be way easier, right? Christina also gives a simple storytelling formula to use in Reels. So keep listening for that. And if anything, walk away feeling fired up. It's my turn, era for you, for me, for Christina, for all of us. It's our turn. But let me get that quote. I'm not here because I want to be famous and I want to be an influencer and I want to go viral. I'm here showing up for my clients. Yeah, I love helping, but I want to make some money. I want to make a difference in my kids' life. I want to afford the finer things. I want to go on vacation. I want to go to a restaurant and let them order an appetizer and not stress about the bill. I want money for a summer vacation that's longer than a week. I want a nice safe car. I want to pay somebody to vacuum it out. And I want my kids to witness a different kind of wealth and I want to experience with them in this lifetime. And for me, it's travel, it's quality time, it's doing things together. You can absolutely achieve your wildest dreams when you build a digital service business and you start leveling up and going up that ladder and going into the premium client zone with the premium offers. You're in the right place for starting. You're in the right place for growing. I'm so glad you're here today. A quick little bio here. She isn't just another blogger turned social media guru looking to give you her insight a cutesy makeover. She's a numbers person, a straight shooter, and a force to be reckoned with. Amen. Christina's been getting businesses real results long before she founded Elixir Media Co. She'll explain that soon, but she's been a traveling onboard trainer for Michael Kors, where she took underperforming stores and turned them into the nation's top-selling locations in a matter of weeks. If you're picturing an episode of Bar Rescue or The Profit, you're exactly right. And after Michael Kors, she was recruited by other companies to flip their businesses and didn't stop here. Eventually, all of these requests to be a consultant birthed her business. That's kind of what happened to me, right? (laughs) Like people asking me for my services, I was like, all right, let's do this. I, I can help you. I can help you. So let's jump into the episode. Hey, Christina, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here talking all about Reels. I know my digital marketing assistants are helping their clients do some of this behind the scenes, and they always have all of the questions. So this is the perfect time to talk about... How you do them. And in full disclosure, I've worked with you with Reels with my pre-launch last year, and I just fell in love with your content, hired you, and it made such a difference in my launch. So thank you for being here. Tell everyone a little bit about you, what your life is like, what your family is like, where you live, all the good stuff.
0: So I actually live not too far from you. I'm in Virginia Beach, which is like a couple hours away. I I think of us as like, you know, throw a stone neighbors. Yeah, so my name is Christina Knapp. I'm the CEO and founder of Elixir Media Co. And we are, we're we're like half and half, I like to say, the best of both worlds. We have an agency which uh, specializes in short form video production, which is Reels, TikToks, as you know it. And then the other half is actually business and marketing consulting. So I like to mix the two, you
1: know, I like to keep things spicy. (laughs) Yeah, and you started out doing more social media, right, when you first started? Absolutely. So this is actually our birthday month. We turned
0: seven this year, which is just so incredible to like to still be here as a feat, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. take that for granted. And yeah, for the first five years, we were a full service marketing agency. So we had multi billion dollar clients, we had had a team of 24 people. I mean, we were the real fucking deal. (laughs) And then once reels and TikTok, TikTok really started to become really impactful, we made a hard pivot and we niched down. And, you know, I really wanted to get back into the creative side of things. And at the time it felt like more of the fun side and kind of out of like the, the, the systems and, you know, the operation side and like, it couldn't have been a better choice.
1: Oh my goodness. So how did you start this whole social media agency journey? Like, what did you do before? I know that like there's, you probably didn't go to school thinking like, this is where I'm going to end up.
0: No, never. I think that's one of my favorite things about life, right? It's just opportunities presenting themselves. And that's exactly how Elixir came to be. I like to say in my past life, you know, in my past entrepreneur life, I used to flip businesses for a living. So the same way that people would come in, you know, buy a house and flip it, I did the same thing for businesses and I loved it. It was really incredible. I did it at a very, very young age. I'm talking all before the age of 24. I had been doing it for like five years and at a very wise 24, I I realized that I'm just really tired of making a lot of other people money. And I I came into my, you know, it's my turn era. (laughs) So to speak, yeah. And I just had some businesses that I had worked with that they were like, okay, you know, you've helped us be profitable. Now, can you help us with marketing? And at the time, it was like social media managers weren't quite like a household title yet, you know, people really didn't understand what they were. So in the first few years, I was constantly battling that, like, okay, so you post on Instagram for a living. And I was like, well, yeah, but you know, there's, there's strategy in there. There's,
1: there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. And yeah, like I said, the rest is history. So what kind of clients do you work with now? And I, and I mean that for both sides of your business too. It's honestly similar for both sides, okay. Um, you know, with the
0: real and TikTok production side of the business, we work mainly, I mean, six to eight figure entrepreneurs, but really, I think they're defined less by how much they make and more by the type of woman that they are, you know, okay. they are, they're really strong, powerful women, you know, they really push the boundaries on what it means to be in their industry they're redefining success on their own terms you know and they're very uninterested in doing anything that doesn't light them the fuck up and that's why they come to us you know we bring ease and fun and and put it back into marketing so we can actually start enjoying it again like we you know like we used to when we kind of first started and and that's really the magic of what we do
1: Oh my goodness. So do you, do you have any like aha moments when you started to niche into the short form video? Like, was there like a, a tipping point for you? Just because just I can relate to the struggles having done social media management for our clients too. And I just think this will be like a relatable moment.
0: I think for me, you know, the tipping point for me really happened internally. I had a lot of fear with niching down. I was, you know, I spent five years building up this incredibly successful business of, of social media management, which if we're being totally transparent, I hated, I hated it. I, you know, I would go into work sometimes and I would want to burn the whole thing to the ground. I was just, you know, kind of doing it because I, I was very attached to the identity of it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what people knew me for. And, and it's, Felt at the time like a huge leap to be going from full service agency, you know, having these incredible clients that people dream about and really pivoting to a very specific type of video production, you know, and also going from a team of 24 down to a team of five. You know, I really only kept what I call my A players, which also led me to the journey of falling in love with my business again. But I think. Yeah, like you were saying that that tipping point for me came from a place of like, okay, am I going to continue to play it safe and something that I built and I know that can work? And like, yes, it's fine. Yes, there's a lot of perks of being a business owner. Or am I really going to take a fucking risk? Am I really going to go for the dream? Am I really going to go big and bold and really fucking do it? And I terrifyingly, terrifyingly leaned in, you know, with one little pinky toe still, you know, attached to my kind of old identity, if you will. And it was the best decision I ever made. I mean, we've we've grown so much, you know, in in monumental ways since then. And I think it's the proof that I see is that always happens, right? When you really lean into those really big fears, Mm -hmm. like fear to me has become such a green flag. Like if I'm afraid, I go, oh. This is exactly what I need to be doing.
1: It's like, you know, I already recorded a podcast with Tracy Litt, and where she's going to be talking about fear. And I love that. I've never heard it called a green flag before. Oh, my gosh. And I knew you were going to have the best story. And you know I get this question all the time. Now, I help people kind of get started with marketing. They start as assistants very quickly. If you have any kind of brain, if you, you start coaching your clients, you start adding strategy, and you pull out of implementation. But the question I get all the time is that being like, do I specialize? And what do I specialize in? And hearing your story and knowing the pivot and how you walked away from a super successful business, I just want everyone to know, like, this is going to keep coming at you. It's going to. And you're going to have to keep like, you know, what did you say with the green flag? Like, I don't, you don't wave a green flag. What do you do? You just, I don't know. My analogy is terrible there. But like, you go for it. Like, you, you run toward the green flag, I guess. Yes. That would be better. Yeah. So yeah, and you don't have to have it all figured out when you start it. Like, because look what you did, and then like I I see you on Instagram, you're killing it. I feel like your brand positioning, who you speak to, is always so on point, and it's what attracted me to you 100. percent It's not just camels in Morocco. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk a little bit about content when it comes to short form video because I just see you like the queen of it, and. What advice would you have for a digital marketing assistant who's starting? And I mean, you know the, the the hard part about helping clients with content. You get it. It's heavy lifting. There's high expectations. Everyone's convinced by now short form video is here to stay. Like we know that. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Where do, where do we start? Like what's working? What do we do?
0: You know, before... I even dive into what's working with my clients or talk about, you know, the algorithm or, you know, the hook and, and and all of these kind of strategic moves that we have, I always start with play. It always comes back to play with me. Because to me, like if we dive into this thing and we see it, you know, as like, okay, I've got to do this, I have to hit this, you know, there's, suddenly we start building up an entire wall, like you said, of expectations, which I think is really hard to climb. Yes. And, you know, it can it can be very, very overwhelming. So where I come from is like, OK, let's let's sit back a little bit and let's come back to like playing. You know, when when we were kids, we like a whole dirt mound was like a castle. Right. Like to me, anytime I saw a dirt mound, I was like, oh, it is going to be a good day, you know, <laughs> And and I want to bring that energy back. So I would say start with what feels easy. Instead of thinking, oh, okay, because often we think, oh, I've got to make these reels, I've got to make these TikToks, I've got to, I've got to market myself, I've got to nail the messaging, and then I got to tie it back to my offer, and blah, 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 like, <laughs> I'm already, count me out, you Yeah, know? it's just too much. So instead, can we come in and we say, okay, how can I move the needle forward 1% today? Right. If my goal is to become consistent with creating these and to batch them in a way that feels good to me, right? How can I move the needle 1% today? And maybe that 1% is like when you go on a walk, taking a five second video of your feet, just walking on a sidewalk. That's it. Or maybe 1% to you is like, okay, you're going to be on your laptop all day and maybe you're coaching and maybe you're talking to your clients, whatever. Can you prop your phone up and can you take a time lapse for five minutes?
1: I can now. Right. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Right. But these little movements, I think when we can break it down and, you know, really go after that 1%, the goal hasn't changed. Right. The object itself hasn't changed. What completely changes is how we feel doing it. Right. And what naturally happens, what I see with my coaching clients is like, okay, maybe they start by taking that five second video of their feet walking down a sidewalk. And then what that leads to is them. You know, the next time that they're out walking, maybe they take a 10 second video or maybe when they're propping up their phone, you know, they start having ideas of like things that they can use it for. Right. But what happens is like, let's just go after that one percent again with ease. That's the most important thing to me, because what I found over the years of coaching people with marketing is that if we don't make this easy and if we don't make this something that you enjoy, you will not stay consistent. And the energy behind it that gets poured into it, is that a, almost like resentment? Like, oh, God, I got to make this real, you know, because I got to grow my business online. And I'm like, no one's buying from that energy, right? No. Right. So when we're excited and we do something that's easy and we think, hell yeah, like I did that thing and maybe we showed up a little messy and that's okay. Mm -hmm. What we see is like a gradual build and eventually we get there, which, you know, equals to long-term success and consistency and long-term vision and, and all of those things that, you know, we really aspire to have.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up because over the years, working with over 100 clients behind their businesses, consistency is what they struggle with. And that's why they hire me. That's why they hire my people. And I had to go through this myself. Like, I enjoyed doing it for other people. And then when it came to my own business... And I'm saying this because I have a lot of freelancers who don't want to put themselves out there and you guys know who you are. But I remember starting over from, not even starting over, starting from scratch after being behind businesses for years, never growing my own audience, never putting myself out there, starting from zero on Instagram. And I was angry. Mm -hmm. And then I, I went to that Kajabi conference in 2019 And I said, fuck this. I'm just going to have fun because it's like all the marketing things I need to have. And that's when it is. And and I think that's the best compliment I get. People are like, you look like you're having fun. I'm like, I am. Me too. I love it when people say that.
0: Even more so when they say, like, I get get, like you're killing it a lot. And I'm like, yeah. But when they're saying like, God, you look like you have fun. You really. And my other favorite one is you look like you're really enjoying your life. And I'm like, uh, fuck right, because I am with intention behind
1: that, right? Yeah, yeah, that just feeds the cycle because that's the type of woman you want who's going to be motivated mm-hmm. to go after the money in her business and make those changes and do the things that she needs to do. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant! And I mean, th- that applies to everyone. Like this messaging for our clients who don't want to show up in video. Like I love that, and you, I feel like you know that I went on a hike this morning with my dog and I took a video.
0: I was, Perfect. You with
1: this. <laughs> but like, here we go. I don't have a steady cam. Here we go. And I'm like, yeah. well, you know, maybe I'll post something, you know, next time I'm sitting at soccer is like usually what I do my reels. But okay, let's get into the strategy because what I like about you, like you've deep awareness of marketing. Like I see that it comes through. Like you're really good with your clients, but you also teach things a little different. And I'm so freaking sick. I haven't had one podcast about pillars this entire series, like we're not talking about content pillars, but I just something you posted like really caught my eye. And I'd like to talk about your strategy for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into it. So you've talked about, it's not really about the type of content. It's about the purpose. Mm. Yeah. So
0: the way that, you know, I I view content is very layered, you know, but at at the base of it, I, I like to say that we have Three main purposes of posts. And and I'll tell you kind of a little background of what sparked me saying this on social media is because I I recently led it, I'm recently leading, that's almost done, a challenge that has you know, a little over 50 women in it. And what I kept hearing in the beginning was people measuring the success of their content, aka their post, by how many views they were getting, right? By how many likes they were getting, by how many, you know, comments they were getting. And even more dangerous than that is that they would then view a low engagement post as a failure and then they wouldn't, they would steer away from that type of content. And that right there is detrimental to sales happening. And so that's why to me, I was like, oh my God, I need to, I need to come out of my, you know, my, my group of women and I need to tell this to everybody, right? Because I think so often we get distracted on social media. We we kind of there's a difference between using it as a business and using it as a user. And I think sometimes people get that blended a little bit and, and it makes things very unclear. So what I will say is that first of all, not every post is meant to get likes. Period. Not every post is meant to go viral. Not every post is meant even to get a few hundred views, right? There is a specific post that we look at those measurements as success and that type of post is when you are trying to get as many eyeballs on your brand as you can all right so i like to i somehow i i do not fish but somehow i am i've been talking about marketing in fishing terms and and so when i think about those type of posts i think about you know like going out in deep sea fishing, like wide net. And when you throw out your net at first, you know, in the middle of the ocean and you throw it down, what you come back with is all types of fish, right? Maybe even in a turtle in there, like we're just getting whatever we hit. And so that on the strategy side equates to increasing your reach, right? Increasing brand reach, getting more eyeballs, like allowing more people to come in contact with your brand. But here's the thing about that is like, we're not here to actually sell to every single type of person. And in fact, when you do that, the very opposite occurs, right? We, we attract much less. So when the purpose of, of a single post is to, okay, my visibility increase is my goal here. I'm going to try to come out with as many people as I can, get in front of as many people. Then we look at views. Then we look at likes, right? Then we look at comments. That's how we measure success. But that is only one type. The other type that comes kind of after that is what I call like your filtering system, right? Now we say, okay, we've got all these random fish in the sea in our net. Now we want to filter out all of the people who won't actually be committed to us they either will not buy from us they're not interested in what we have to say right they're not going to be a loyal part of our community that is going to show us love right they they just kind of got hit in the mix (laughs) so that filtering system is what you need next right in in like your marketing funnel and so when you're creating that type of post Then we're really looking at impact. So things like comments, things like DMs, right, conversations, what you're looking for here is to build loyalty with your audience, to give them a deeper taste of what it's like to work with you, you know, like tease them a little bit, show, you know, dangle it in front of them a little bit. And to really, like I said, filter out all of those other fish, filter out all of those other random people. Yeah. Because the truth is it's like if you're listening to this podcast and if like if you have come to this then being an influencer is probably not top of your mind, right? We're a business and we're here to make money. So, it's so important to remember that follower counts is a vanity metric. Lots of likes, likes of views, those are vanity metrics, right? I have clients right now that have tripled their income in the last 3 weeks versus what they made last year. With less than 400 followers, it is not about follower count. Period. So I think that when we can really be like, okay, I'm gonna take this in, Christina. I'm gonna remember this shit the next time that I get frustrated that I'm still at the same follower count, or I, or <laughs> you know, I haven't had something that go viral. Right, that's kind of like the secondary, is the filter system. Now, now that we have an audience full of people who are like soulmate clients, like the ones that are just like, oh my god, I can't believe I get to work with this person. Right, she lights me the fuck up when I exchange services with her. I get energy. That's my favorite type of money to make. Right. Yes. Once we have those soulmate clients prepped and primed, and and you know we're giving them taste. Now we get to sell to them. All right. And this type of post is what I call directly converting content, a.k.a. follower to loyal community member okay. to new client. And, and what brings them to that new client, that directly converting content, right? This is where we really come in and we sell and, and we talk to the different types of buyers, right? We can be really strategic with this. And this is the lowest performing type of content if the KPI, like the measurement that you're looking at Mm -hmm. is views, likes, and comments. So, and this is why, again, like kind of full circle here, this is why that mindset is so dangerous because if you are grinding out here and making content so that people will like it and watch it, are we really focused on making money here? You know, it's very, very, counterintuitive
1: almost. Yeah. And I see that being, this is so good because it's such a sticking point for the service provider who are new baby clients who are afraid to post, who don't have the followers because that's not the, even the money maker. Like that story about somebody only having 400 people. I mean, that was just like a bit, it was a big weight off of my shoulders. Like yeah. permission to start, permission to play and not sweat that because it will work if you do it right. Absolutely. And I
0: think like when we're doing anything or looking at any goal, it's important. It's so important to know the numbers that measure success, right? And what type, Mm. you know, what type of success you're looking for, because success, when you're throwing out that wide net and just trying to get wide eyeballs, looks like one thing. Success when we're out here to convert and make money looks like something completely different. And and I think knowing that and, you know, always having to come back and remind yourself can be incredibly helpful for For business growth
1: hey, my inbox is flooded right now with referrals for digital marketing assistants. There's so many work opportunities. This is how you create a flexible schedule where you're the boss, where you work when you want to and you have off and play when you want to. This is how you have the ultimate job satisfaction where you get to be creative and a team player. And this is how you make money. It's skills, it's money, and I can help you do it fast inside the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. If you've been wanting to work from home as a freelance marketer, that can help you get started. Get on the wait list and I'll see you in October. And with reels in general and just the way it's fed to us, it's so easy to pay attention to the views. I mean, I catch myself too. Like, you know, part of it is like, why that one? Why not that one? But so easy to get caught up in the views. And then the people popping into our feeds are a lot of those, oh, how do I say? Like those Instagram influencers who are just like sharing like, you know, trending audio, but like they're never, I never see them selling their shit. You know, right? I never see them doing that. They're like, why net, why net, why net all the time? Look at my followers. And yeah, I'm fascinated by that because I feel like it gives people this unrealistic of like, oh God, I'm comparing myself to this person. I'm like, they're, they're like, it's not apples to apples over here. And they're they're doing something no. completely different. And they're not, I don't see them selling either.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I truly believe that comparison really is a thief of all joy. And I would challenge the people that are comparing themselves to those people and and ask themselves, is this who you want to be? Like, again, do you want to be an influencer? Maybe, I mean, maybe you do. And maybe that's something you go after. But for most of my clients, absolutely fucking not. We have zero interest, you know. We're really not here to become famous or to go viral. We're here to do something that we really love and make a lot of fucking money doing it.
1: Yeah. And I want to, there's this other level of inspire people to take action and me just posting to post and getting people to like whine and commiserate or, you know what I mean? Like that's not it either. I love that, that piece of converting content too. So what do you, okay, I have so many social media questions for you right now. Is there any platform you don't work on? Is there anything like you don't love that you don't work on? Probably LinkedIn. Okay. (laughs) I'm just not surprised. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you know, and
0: it's not it's not that we're not on there. It's not that yeah. I don't. I actually know quite a bit about LinkedIn. You know, I, I help my clients yeah. with it. But I just, I'm really in a place I'm where like I just don't do anything that doesn't light me the fuck up. And and it, while I know that I could get business there, eh, it's not fun. You know, right? it's, not, it's not fun. And and I'm just always come back to this place. I'm like. I don't know my own business so that I do things that aren't fun. So fuck it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And that's so interesting because we've had different takes on content, producing content in this series. And I go back to Instagram because that's where I'm playing. But like, I can remember when Instagram came out. I had a very big client at the time and I was like, I'll go figure it out for you. And I just kind of had this okay, this is just me being open. Like, oh no, not another platform, not another I know. thing. And I mean, it was years ago and I just started my own account and I've always been a photo girl, I've like, always been interested in photography, take lots of photos and I'm like, well, let me play for myself. But it was so funny, the resistance I have to where I am now where like I'm having fun and I'm not afraid to shit on my face. And that's like such major, major growth. And I don't, people don't always see that side, that like startup side, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I have a rule of thumb, you know, whenever I get a little scared to show something, because those thoughts always pop up, you know, and I'm a very confident person and I show, look, I mean, I've been on stories, you know, naked right before in the shower because something (laughs) came to me and I was like, oh my God, I have to share this. And so even with all of that confidence, you know, and how often I show up daily, those thoughts still come up of like, oh God, well, I can't show me doing this, you know, I don't know what are people going to think. And I think like, I I have this this saying that I tell myself now is that like if you're not making yourself cringe then like are you really showing up fully and and maybe I'm not cringing now but I mean like when I look at my stuff from even 6 months ago I'm like what huh? <laughs> you know <laughs> uh Like, oh, my God, I say it all the time. I look at my stuff, even my regular posts. And, you know, that people think are so great. And I'm like, dear God, Christina, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, I have these thoughts all the time. And. I love that, though. I love that I show up so raw. I love that I show up, you know, in in all the multifaceted sides of myself, because like most women, you know, there is not one side of me. There's not. And it's definitely not this, you know, picture perfect version. <laughs> I think that so many of us try to put out and think that we
1: have to be on social media. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so liberating to hear that with you. Cause I mean, I fell in love with you with your transitions. It was like the technical aspect, to be honest. Well, I love your fluffy dresses. Like, I wish I was like, could wear <laughs> fluffy dresses. You're so stylish, but I, you got me on the transitions. I was like, what is this girl doing? It's like blowing my mind. And I'm just laughing at now you're like cringing, you know, but that's oh, so funny. Such an evolution. I I feel like that's like the biggest lesson in entrepreneurial journey is like permission to try, test, analyze. You know, and permission to be messy.
0: Mm-hmm. So many of us try to hide the mess. You know, we try to hide the growth because we we want to appear like we're already there, right? Yes. And, and God how much I see that holding people back and in ways for myself, I used to hold myself back. But I think when one of the most liberating things that I I really weave into myself, my clients, even my team is not just permission, but like, oh, no, we're going to grow messy, period. Yeah. This is what it is, you know, and, and stepping into that, like the how I see my clients shine when they really, really like embody that is really incredible. And it, and it I see it. I see this huge weight off of their shoulders and suddenly they start showing up more and who they truly are, you know, starts to come out more and therefore yeah. they their business grows and they start attracting more. Because the truth is, is like, you know, to some degree, we all think we have to be this perfect version of whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is in our head. And in reality, nobody fucking wants that. Like you and I, we're not appealed by that shit. Like to, like that's fucking boring at this point. You know what I mean? We and, want yeah. to see real people and we want to see real fucking grit and we want to see multidimensional. And so it's like embodying that. Woo, to me that's gold.
1: Everyone needs to just play this podcast back for their clients because I, I see some of the biggest, the biggest struggle is getting content from our clients, getting them to share it, to make our jobs easier. And that sounds kind of stupid just saying it out loud, but like they're in, they're there and then they stop and then we have to kind of coach them. But that kind of brings me up to a question for you. And I mean, after working with your your company and doing the reels, like you guys were so freaking organized.
0: Like I loved
1: it, I loved it. I gave you some themes for my objection. I just could not put my brain on my own business. I am always doing that. And I just needed help with the content and like the, the mammoth size of it going into a launch. And I knew I wanted reels. Your team made me 20 in one day. I mean, we filmed it in one day and maybe like a slight morning. <laughs> maybe a slight morning she came back to me because there was like one more we wanted to get. But I went into my launch so freaking confident because I had like core content done. It was strategic. But what I loved was I gave you my themes, you came up with the audio, and I just like died when I saw your Google spreadsheet. I mean, you had it like picked out based on the location. That was like my love language right there. So I'm wondering, like, what kind of tips can you give us in working with clients? Because like I feel like organizing the content, extracting them, like, is there anything like you can share with us to help us deal with that?
0: God, I'm like so much. Where do I even start? Because, you know, this is really why I started coaching is because even when I was in full service agency, I was like, you know, that's the hardest part about, I think, of managing social platforms is getting the freaking content from the client, you know, and then everything being like such a rush because it's all late and blah, 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 blah. Ah, yes. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know the struggle. (laughs) I know the struggle. So, you know, I would say... From a, you know, from a service provider to client point of view, like, how how can we make it as easy for them as possible, to be honest, you know, and and really, that's what was where our reels and TikTok production came from was like, okay, like, we've got to make this easier for them and easier and easier and easier and easier, easier, right? And now it's so amazing to hear you say, like, oh, we got 20 in one day, we now get 40 in one day. I mean, like, because every single time we we would do a real day and a shoot day, we're improving our systems and finding the holes and filling them. And and it's yeah, it's it's pretty wild what we're able to do. I mean, you know, for sure, the level of organization helps a lot. It helps for a smooth day because I know and understand that our clients are fucking busy. They are busy fucking women and I and I really treat the time that they give us to film as sacred time. And I and I know they could be doing a million other things with their time, so I'm like, all right, if they're giving this to us, we're going to do whatever it takes to one make them feel good, okay? Like I feel like a hype team is, is something that like people don't know that they need until they experience it with us. Yes. But really you know it's it's a lot to be in front of a camera and like let's not even talk about all of the societal pressures that we have to look like fucking models you know what <laughs> i mean like and just to have these pieces that make us feel good and and then to have you know other women surrounding us encouraging us knowing that it's great and you know trusting their opinion and telling them exactly what to do and when you know i think takes a huge load off of our clients mm. telling them what to do coming in and knowing the plan because even when, you know, everyone on my team starts as an intern and kind of goes through the process and works their way up. And one thing I teach them from the very, very beginning is we never answer a question with, I don't know. Or even more importantly, we never answer a question with, well, whatever you think. When people hire us, I think especially you and I and everyone listening here can understand how many decisions we have to make in a fucking day. And I mean, from eyes open to eyes shut, especially you got kids, throw that in there. Yeah. Good God, right? So to me, anytime a, a client asks us a question of, oh, well, what should I do? I have it as the equivalent in my head of them. It's like when my husband asks me, what do I want for dinner? You know? And what's what's the answer? Always oh, like, well, I don't know. And, and think about how that feels, you know, when your partner is like, well, whatever you think. And you're just like, God damn it.
1: I just want to I don't care. Case. Yeah, I
0: really don't care. Just make the decision and I, and I keep that in mind. So, oh, making that. those micro decisions for your clients is really helpful and it allows them to trust you in a way that I think builds rapport in the long term. So, all of the decisions that you can make for your client ahead of time, right? And this requires a lot of confidence because you got to be on your shit to make decisions for CEOs and stand in it and know that it's right. Yeah. But do whatever you need to do to gain that confidence and make those micro decisions for them. And I think when you can find a way to do it in a way that really optimizes their time, they give you that time more because they trust you with it.
1: Oh, I love how tactical that is. I don't know if you've listened to this podcast, but I talk about being indispensable and some of those little things. I've never heard anyone say it like that, a.k.a. me on my own podcast, I guess, really. but those micro decisions, I think that is why I have always been booked out, Christina, because I just say, okay, maybe you have two decisions, this one or this one, what do you want to do? This is what I think, aka I'm bossy pants, but I'm not, you know, building something misaligned with them or whatever, but like they do want to be told what to do. They're trusting you. That's why they want a marketing assistant who's like in their same time zone and, you know, speaks their language because they want the teammate, like ultimately, at least from my community. So, Oh, that's so good. And you do have to kind of, I hate the fake it till you make it, but step in your confidence with that. Like I, I loved your Google sheet because of exactly what you said. I didn't have to think about it. I just had to show up and that's exactly what I want. Everyone needs to find out how to bring this into your service for whatever you're offering. Like you had the audio there, the inspiration, the whatever I got a lip sync. (laughs) Screw what off, you wear you
0: know. right we tell you what to wear and that's really the secret mm-hmm. when you when you work with ceos if you can be the boss of them that is any ceo's wet dream okay <laughs> i'm being real it's any ceo's wet dream for somebody to come in and tell me what to do and then i just get to show up and sit and when you tell me to stand over there i stand over there and i jump when you say jump and then you say put this on and i put it on i mean what literally can be better to someone who has to make so many high-level decisions every single
1: day? Like, what wow. a fucking relief, you know? So, so and- often we're intimidated, you know. We're like, we're we're like adding meaning and personal stories to that when actually it's quite the opposite, right? Like the
0: absolutely,
1: them. we do want that. Yeah, I mean,
0: again, I don't know any high-powered, you know, woman or man that that doesn't have a sigh of relief when someone just makes decisions for them and fucking takes care of it.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. And this is beyond VA level or contractor level. This is being a consultant. This is why you're paid. Yeah, you're doing We're all offering some kind of implementation service. Sometimes it is strategy, but like, I think if we flip it into that, we'll see that like, okay, this is actually like an equal relationship. I mean, we talk a a lot about this inside my course with that power struggle, because it's confusing when you have clients, but you're an independent contractor and you're serving them, but you're not waiting for marching orders. Like they expect you to show up with this level of professionalism and being prepared. And like you said, like ballsy confidence.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, even our clients who are making so much more money than I am, you know, <laughs> and have done so much more in life than I have, I come into it and I see us as equals because I know that they've hired me because I'm an expert in what I do and they're an expert in what they do. And yeah. they hired me because I'm the fucking best period. And I think when you come in with that confidence and you know, your shit and you're on it, Like, like we said, it's, it's really to me, that's how I've become indispensable to so many of my clients. And even when there's times where maybe their business isn't doing as well and they start to cut, I'm one of the last things.
1: Yes, that's indispensable. Okay. We have just a few more minutes here, but I want to like pick your brain on some reels just to give people a little bit of that confidence behind what they're telling. They're like, you know what? Christina told me on a podcast, this is what you need to do. So what's working right now with Reels, especially on Instagram?
0: Storytelling, first and foremost. Like storytelling, God, we see if if you can storytell in your Reels, I mean, in, in so many different ways, that's the type of content that A, both, that kind of hits all of those purposes that we talk about. It can reach new people, it can get a lot of views, you know, it can get all those Nice vanity metrics that are great for getting new eyeballs. It can, you know, form deeper relationships and have deeper impacts with the the community that you already have. And it can also build loyalty with that audience, you know, which when you can build loyalty with with followers, that equates to, okay, I don't care that you're 10 times the amount, you know, versus everyone else in the industry. You are the only person I want to hire. That's what loyalty is to me. And then even into like the selling category, you know, when we're selling, if we can storytell while we do it, we have people hooked. So storytelling above everything else, you know, it doesn't have to be that complicated. And at the same time, it doesn't have to be that minute. Is that the right word? It doesn't have to be. So in fact, what I don't want it to be is that what I don't want you to do is tell me a series of events, you know, a series telling me a series of events in the order that it happened doesn't make a good story, right? You're just telling me a series of events that have happened. Instead, what I want you to do is you can take any situation, you can take your founder story, you can take your why, you can take something that happened last weekend, and I want you to start by giving me something that was an unexpected low you experienced an unexpected low and then after you hook me in with that like low low of lows then i want you to come in directly after and give me an unexpected high that you experienced right after and when i say right after it could it could have been years later right but in our story it's coming in right after and then after you do that then i want you to take me through the journey of how you got from a to z and that to me mm. that formula of storytelling works really really well and I think one of the reasons why it's able to hit all three purposes, you know, of posts that we talked about is because we as human beings are storytellers. It is how we pass down information through, you know, the entire history of our species, you know, from the beginning of time to now with like movies and things like that. and and the crazy thing is like when you take a second and think about it, I bet you you can tell me about some cartoon, you know, movie that you watched when you were seven. You know, whether it was a Lion King or whether it was Cinderella, like whatever it was, you know, you yeah. can probably te- walk me through that entire thing. And it's because it was told through storytelling. So if you want to be memorable, if you want to stand out, if you want to communicate the core values and the key messaging through your marketing, storytelling is where it's at. And reels and TikToks have really opened up this whole new opportunity for us to get so much information in, in a very short amount of
1: time. So fascinating. First of all, I want to say it was Shira. It was Shira for me as like oh. big, an 80s girl. And I, oh my God, you're going to think like I had such resistance to TikTok, you know, it's just like maxed out mom over here. And I started. No, me too. Me TikTok. too. And I, well, I started playing on, I'm actually having more fun right now with my Shiba Doodles new account. And it's growing really fast. And then my business one has like been neglected for like a month, but What My aha was something popped up and it was this lady talking about when she was in a cult and it was like part 17. And I'm like, I'm in, like I started hearing it and the way she told it and then went to the next one and the next one, it wasn't overly produced. It was her just sitting there to the camera. She wasn't a prolific speaker. I mean, she was pretty decent, but you know what I mean? And I was like, wow, that was the first TikTok where I really got hooked. Like, like, otherwise it's just like kind of entertaining. Like you scroll on by, you scroll on by, but like, I found myself going to her account, diving in. Who is this like cult leader, woo-woo cult leader that everybody knows? Like, I don't, I'm not even in that world, but I'm like, tell me more. And I mean, she wasn't selling anything clearly. Like this was like not a business, but it just kind of clicked for me that day.
0: But what you just said is such a great point, right? She's not even selling anything and you're like invested and and you're here spending all of this time diving in. And that's such an important note that I always tell my clients is like, don't just show up and talk about your business. All of that random shit that like you're thinking of that you're like, but that has nothing to do with my business or what I'm selling. Post it. Post it. Share it. Because one, it puts you into this like mindset of just creating from a place of desire and want and wanting to share, which is like. Chef's kiss when it comes to marketing. But also too, the things that draw people in won't always necessarily be you calling them out and you know attracting them through magnetizing marketing and all of those things. Like let's allow marketing to be easy. You know, like show up and like I'll talk about the Lion King and you talk about your shit. You know what I mean? And (laughs) and it'll bring people in. And I think like that's like a piece of, you know, when we think strategy, we think, you know, very rigid kind of rules that we have to follow. But again, if we can weave in these other pieces, things that are working, like storytelling, like the things that we're just excited about. As human beings, a different energy starts to be woven into your marketing that I think is in turn magnetic in a completely different way. And I think in a much more powerful way.
1: Yeah, it truly makes me want to work with one person over another for so many different reasons. But I want my freelancers to hear this. You need to be sharing your story. Do exactly what Christina said and post that, pin that one. And that's the, be- the easy place to start with your your story. Okay, what is the like biggest mistake people are making with reels? Following trends. Give me an example of a trend, which is going to be untrendy by the time we share this, but I still want to hear you know, it. <laughs> it's, it's
0: not about any trend in particular, but I think that okay. a lot of people out there think that you know, strategy for reels and TikTok means that you have to be with the trends or ahead of the trends, or you've got to use trending audio, or you've got to uh, all of this shit. And I'm pressure. just like, <laughs> uh, again, we are not influencers, you know, so I think, yeah, the biggest mistake is doing that is, is, you know, kind of forcing yourself into a skin that doesn't really feel authentic to who you are. And trying to keep up with the trends. I mean, it, it's a sure way to burn out for me. Like the truth is, is like most of us, like we're not social media people. I'm, I'm not a social media person naturally. You know, I've never had an Instagram before I started my business. <laughs> I went on Facebook maybe once every three months. Right. But I've no learned. Way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We'll get into that <laughs> another time. But yeah, I'm not a natural social media person, but what I've done is I've found a way and created my own way that feels easy and good and exciting to me, and it allows me to show up as my highest self. You know, if if a trend is there and I think it's funny and I think it's fun and I feel excited to do it and the thought comes easy to me how to tie it back, then sure, I'll do it. But it's never because it's a trend, it's because it's what easy and feels good to
1: me. Oh my gosh, I love that. I have a bunch of things sitting in my draft mode. And some of them I'm like, letting go of that. I, you know, like I did it. It didn't feel right. There's a reason I haven't posted it. There was a reason I wasn't excited. And I've always been anti like post to post, you know, just to like be the algorithm. And I think that pays off for me. And it just feels good. So I love your whole message about that.
0: Really quick. My favorite thing to do with those though, because I do that too. I'll make shit and then I'll be like, ah, 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 Yeah. What was I thinking? Yeah. I'll just put it on my stories. You know, that way it's like, it's, it's kind of already half made, you know, it's not going to waste. Some people will love it. And then, and then I always end up thinking, God, I should have just posted it and not overthought this shit. But yeah, yeah, I just throw it on
1: my stories. Oh, that's a smart idea. Like if it's in your draft, is it in your draft mode? Yeah. I'll just save it and
0: then, yeah. I'll just uh, save it and then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Lightning round. What's your favorite social media platform? Instagram. Okay. What is the audio that's running through your head right now? From a previous conversation, the one that was like, you know, you know, I curse a little,
0: you know. Sometimes I like to say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your least favorite
1: is is it LinkedIn? Is it something else? Yeah, probably LinkedIn. It's just so boring yeah. to me. I agree. I have boring people on there. And someone said, Well, change it, make it fun. I'm like, I just don't want to. I, I, I'm crusading enough. <laughs> you know, I'm doing enough. Yeah, maybe later, maybe later. What's your favorite social media scheduling app? Later.com. Yeah, I use Later for a long, long time. Okay, this has been so much fun hanging out with you. Tell everyone, well, where can we connect? And I'm going to have an idea on this one. Yeah, you
0: can find me on Instagram. I basically live on the app at Elixir Media Co. And shoot me a DM. I'd love if you say hi so I can connect with you.
1: And are you taking clients? Like maybe we need to send clients your way. Like tell us. Oh, hell yes. Tell us what that yeah. looks
0: like. <laughs> so, you, we are taking clients for real and TikTok production, which, you know, as we've talked a little bit about here, is a full service. I have a full service team where we conceptualize the ideas, we write all the copy for you, which to me is like the best part. We create, we film, we edit, all of it is turned over to you, ready to post. And then I also have a, my mastermind that's open that, yeah, other strong, powerful women that are in there and we're talking every day and we're, having insane results which just blow my mind seriously daily and then we also have a retreat coming up in portugal that's going to be later this year we i think we have three spots left so oh if you gosh. yeah if travel is on your like your goal list for this year and also to work on your business and building and just connecting with other like sisters in business who are who are really in it and have a passion for life then the retreat is definitely for you
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. Your retreats always look so much fun. I know I am going on one in the future. I want to get you on one so bad. (laughs) It's going to happen. Just be patient with me. It's going to happen. Okay, this is a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom over short form video marketing and all of the things. So we'll see you later, Christina. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us. I want to encourage you to check out Christina on Instagram. I want you to step in and take over these micro decisions for your client. I want you to build this rapport. I want you to instill confidence and step into this confident role. All right. You are forging a life for yourself where you make money and the clients, your clients want you to show up in this big boss way. All right. Bring this filtering system idea to them and stop measuring your own dang reels for your own business based on views, right? Start setting yourself up. I have a reel script for you. If you want to DM me reel script, I'm going to send one over that you could do right now for your business. It doesn't take a lot of work. It will showcase your services. Just again, DM me over on Instagram at Emily Reagan PR real script. I'll send it over. It's in a nice little Google doc. It has the audio, it has what to say, what you could do. You don't have to lip sync. You don't have to point. You don't have to dance. You can just be you and show off your fantastic work and use that as a way to build trust with your social media audience and start putting your face out there. All right. Next week, we're going to dive deeper into the community. I love that Christina brought this up today. The community aspect is most important. So it's most important to me, and you're going to love this next episode in our content marketing series. If you're loving this, will you please tag us over on Instagram? Give us the five-star review. Share with a friend who wants flexible work, who wants to get her foot in the door online. This podcast could change someone's life. I hope it's changing yours. And while you're here, go join my Facebook community. Go check out the show notes. Lots of good links. Lots of good freebies. Lots of good things happening. I'd love to have you in my community. All right. I'll see you on the next episode. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Ooh, I haven't heard of that one.
0: Really? Later.com? Oh, later. later. Oh, I thought you said Lair. Yes. <laughs> later. Later. Yeah.
1: You're like, who are you, Emily?
0: Like, <laughs> no, just
1: because I'm like most me, most people, yeah. I'm questioning everything about you right now. Uh
0: shit. Of course. Now I go blank. Um I'm going blank oh, too.
1: The, the the um
0: That was a horrible ending. <laughs>